your insecurities, your worries. You roll them all up into a ball. You turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up. Then candy out. Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time with the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. I am your host, fitnessinformant.com founder, CEO, Ryan Buckeye. Thank you all for downloading, streaming, or watching right here on YouTube for episode 22 featuring filmmaker, director, and producer Alex Ardenti. That name might not sound familiar to many of you, but it's going to because this summer comes a documentary that looks at the rise of the sports nutrition industry, dating back to the 60s into the 90s and then here into the 2000s, directed by Alex Ardenti, produced by Alex Ardenti. It's called Sups, the movie. You may have seen uh, different media advertisements out there on social, different media advertisements uh, in magazines, but this is a cool documentary that will come to a streaming service like a Netflix, an iTunes, a Hulu, or an Amazon Prime. It is yet to be determined which platform is going to stream it. Uh, that should be finalized here over the next couple of weeks. The movie is 95% done, shooting for a summer launch, and then post-feature film or post-feature documentary will be a docu-series featuring different topics in sports nutrition and uh, pretty cool stuff. I, myself, here at Fitness Informant, will be featured in one of those episodes of the docu-series as we talk the sports nutrition industry. So a lot of cool stuff to talk about on today's podcast. For those of you who are supplement junkies or people who love supplements, you're going to love the podcast. You're going to love the movie. For those of you who like commerce, who like the rise of industries, like that type of stuff, just like documentaries in general, I think that this film is going to be something that you're definitely going to want to watch and learn uh, from from a guy who's been around and see it all. I mean, he, he dates back to the 90s. Like, he started in this industry when I was like four years old. So uh, I'm 32 now. That tells you that he's been doing this like 28, 30 years. He has done magazine shoots. He has done the first ever national television commercial for Twin Labs. He was behind the scenes of that. He worked with Rich Piana, and we talk about that with him as well, too. He worked with Rich Piana through the mutant days. He knew Rich Piana personally. Uh, we talk about the death of Rich Piana a little bit, but not too much. Uh, but really, like the impact in which Alex has in our industry has yet to really hit uh, in full-fledged force because when the movie comes out, when the film comes out this summer, I think it's going to be super eye-opening for a lot of people involved. So that interview with Alex Ardenti will come up here shortly. Uh, super stoked about that, obviously, here. This week's Pumped Up segment of the week is being brought to you by Built Fast Formula's award-winning VasoBlitz Pump Igniter. Not only is VasoBlitz Pump, VasoBlitz the winner of our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for the Best Pump Product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully dosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When VasoBlitz is consumed daily, even on your off days, it will last you a full month 
all this for only $34.99. And as a special offer to the Be Informed, list, Be Informed Live Fit listening audience, use coupon code INFORMANT and save 15% off. I'm pumped up this week because your boy is traveling to a nostalgic place in the world of sports nutrition. I am going to Boise Heidel and I am going to bodybuilding.com, the headquarters. Uh, a lot of people have been speculating what I'm going there for. I will assure you I'm not going there for a job offer. Uh, Fitness Informant is my baby. We just did a podcast on how I left working for the man to do FI. I'm not going to go back to working for the man. But it'll be cool. I've never been to Boise. So uh, I actually, I get in on Tuesday. I'm having dinner with Chris Gethin. So um, this podcast will drop on Tuesday, the day this podcast drops this evening. I will be at a, uh, a nice, fine dining restaurant with a guy that I super, super respect in this space. And Chris, not only is he one of the nicest guys in the world, he's so smart and he has so much wisdom. And honestly, for me and in my role of, of leading this fitness informant trip uh, through the, the world of sports nutrition, to be the absolute best that I can be, I need to learn as much as I can learn. I need to be an expert at every phase of the game. And to be an expert at every phase of the game is I need to seek out the advice and the expertise and the knowledge of people like Chris who can help me become better in this space. Because ultimately, there are people who will say, yes, I continue to learn about supplements. They might Google something. They might read something. But ultimately, most most companies out there, most platforms like mine out there aren't doing a whole hell of a lot to continually educate themselves to be the best in this field. I am. I am uh, obviously like I sat down and read the DeShea Act for Christ's sakes of 1994 to figure out exactly what distinguishes a dietary supplement from a drug. And that's really what the policy that we've been been playing by for the last 25 years in this industry. I have conversations with people like Mark Glazer at a dinner table for three hours. And I want to have dinner with Chris Gethin because Chris can educate me on so much. Like We've had Chris on this show. I text Chris. I email Chris. I, uh, I talk to him. But to sit down with Chris in person to have some of his time because he's very busy um, is special to me. And it's special to me for many reasons, but the most important reason is like his friendship. Obviously, I love Chris Gethin's friendship. It is amazing. It is super uh, – it's the one thing that I, that, I, that I love more than anything is my friendships and relationships in this world. But the education that Chris can shower on me uh, you know, is going to be just spectacular. And you, know, you can't necessarily put a price on the type of wisdom he's going to provide me. And really, like I said, to be the best in this business, to be the ultimate go-to platform for all of you listening to this, to be the ultimate go-to platform to be trusted and to get authentic information with no bullshit – I need to go out and I need to seek out the best in the world and get the best information possible. So sitting down with Chris Gethin. And then Wednesday, go on the bodybuilding.com headquarters. You can say what you want about bodybuilding.com. Once upon a time, BBCom was the largest sports nutrition retailer in the, in the U.S., in the world. And then obviously Amazon came in. Now I think Amazon has a majority of the, the sports nutritional sales. But bodybuilding is still massive. Like it's still a player in this space. Like we don't – I don't – today, I don't work hand-in-hand with bodybuilding.com. So it's pretty cool that I get to go out there and I get to meet with people in that company uh, because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity for me to go out there and network and to learn about their operations and learn about their offerings and learn what they can do for brands uh, and, and just soak in as much knowledge from, from that platform. Now, obviously, bodybuilding is a paying platform as a consumer. I'll never do that at FI. I'm not interested in doing that. But if there's an opportunity to collaborate with bodybuilding.com on something, I think that's only beneficial for, for both of us because there are plenty of people who go to bodybuilding.com 
who don't know about fitness informing yet. That's just a fact. Like, I'm not going to be oblivious to the fact that not everybody in the world knows who we are. At some point, the goal is to make sure people know exactly who we are. And to do that, sometimes you have to network and, and forge relationships with companies that are that are massive like bodybuilding.com. And we'll see if anything comes out of it. Um, but just the opportunity to go there, to see their operations, to see, to see Boise uh, is, is something that really, really pumps me up. Our genius moment of the week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high-quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed, all-natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplements smarter today. Check out full reviews and written articles on the Genius Brand over at fitnessinforma.com. The genius moment of the week this week is uh, there's obviously a gorilla in the room, okay? I've been asked by everybody and their mothers and their brothers and their sisters about my thoughts, my opinions about everything that happened in the sports nutrition industry in the last week. And a lot has happened, all right? I'm, I'm not one to, to shy away from acknowledging what's going on. There is a lot of stuff going on, legality, in the sports nutrition world. Some of it finalized, some of it just starting. And I want to say that... Um, there were some people who were upset with me and this platform because I did not post uh, a certain link to an indictment on my on my social media platforms. Now, let me explain why I didn't do that. First off, I, in every article that I post, it gets posted at fitnessinformer.com, and every article that I post has my point of view to it. That's what differentiates our platform. Instead of just regurgitating information that they can get from another website, like I provide our FI spin. I provide my point of view on it. And if I am not fully educated on the topics at hand, I can't provide an authentic reaction to that story. I can't provide an authentic reaction to the documents and the details laid out before me. I have not had an opportunity to read through all the documents. And that's a God honest truth. I've been busy. Uh, I've read sort of the cliff notes on it. But the cliff notes are not enough to forge an educated opinion or an educated response to do that. So that's number one. Number two is this. I have seen people post this link on their platforms, and I have seen the comments from people. Listen, yes, I want people to go to the website. Yes, I love engagement on social media, but there's positive engagement and there's negative engagement. And I'm not interested in the latter. I don't need people coming to follow Fitness Informant who just want to seek out drama. Okay, I need people and followers to come to Fitness Informant who are seeking out information to be educated on supplements, science, nutrition, diet, uh, exercise. That's what I want. And the people who come out when you post something like that, if I just posted that link with no point of view, there is going to be so many uneducated opinions posted on there that are just inappropriate. And I'm not saying what's in that indictment is right or wrong. Like I'm not pointing a finger and saying he or she is guilty or he or she is innocent. I, don't, I can't do that because a court of law is going to do that. They are going to have their day in court. They are going to have due process, and they have every right to that. This is America. And in America, you're innocent until proven guilty, except for in the court of public opinion. In the court of public opinion, you're automatically guilty, no matter what. And even if someone is innocent, even if somebody is innocent, that court of public opinion can absolutely ruin them and their character and brands that they run. Do I have my thoughts on stuff? Yeah, absolutely I do. But you also have to understand as well, when there's an active case going on, and if I say something that's incorrect... I am now liable for defamation. I am now liable for saying something incorrect in which I am questioning somebody's character. So there's a lot of things going on here. And the third, the third thing, too, is like I am not a lawyer. I am not an expert on some of these charges. I don't necessarily know what that means. 
So I've had a lawyer friend look at stuff. And I have had them look into everything going on because ultimately I want to know. I want to know, like, what does this mean? And I honestly didn't have all that information. So for me to be quick to get out there because I want to be first to market with a story so I can get engagement and say so I can get link clicks, man, I don't run my business like that. I don't run fitness and form like that. Yes, you guys have every right to know what's going on in the world. You absolutely do. And there are plenty of platforms out there that posted this link without any sort of context. That's not who we are at F5. That's not what I do. I provide context. I provide a point of view. And the genius moment of the week for me is just the, the overlying response from us is if you're in this industry or any industry for that matter, it doesn't necessarily have to be sports nutrition, is do the right thing. Like At the end of the day, you are going to have so many different temptations. And your ego is going to want to do so many things. Money can really tempt people. Sex can tempt people. It's a natural occurrence in society. It happens all the time. There's temptations to be, oh, take a little bit more of this to do that. Or it's okay, it's just going out to a movie with somebody who's not your wife. Like those are temptations that we face on a daily basis. And in my brand values, I have a, in my media kit that I send out to brands, and I posted this on social, there's the first page, the first fucking page of my media kit. I put our vision, our mission, and our value statements. Our core values are there. And I do that because I want brands to know what we stand for. Before they get into the different advertising options on our platform, before they get into what we can offer as a brand for their brand and how we can help them out, they need to know who we are as a brand. Because if they don't align with us, then we are not doing business with them. And my core values are honesty, integrity, transparency. And then the fourth one and the most important one is always do the right thing. So at the end of the day, I am not one to cast judgment on somebody until the court of laws do that because they're going to have their chance to prove their innocence and they're going to have their chance to fight the case as they should. They should. I know people involved in it. I know them personally. There are people involved in the case that I dislike. But even though I dislike them, I don't want to post something on my platforms because if people even drag their names through the mud inappropriately from an uneducated point of view, that's not fair to them, even though I don't like them. You need to understand like that is, it's a, it's, a, it's a subject that could get my platform into trouble. Like it's not a public opinion anymore for me. This is a business. So if I say something that's not correct, I am now liable. My business is liable, okay? So things that are pending, a criminal court case that is pending, I have to be very careful on. That's different from a civil court case like Thermal Life and Compound Solutions. That's different than the civil court case that came down uh, this week with Thermolife and Spar Nutrition. Okay, they're, they're, they're different animals, man. Hugely different animals. And you need to understand, like, yes, you guys have every right to post it on your platforms. By all means, do that, okay? You have every right to come into our forum, the Self-Made Barbell Brigade, and, and post it. And I went to our IG stories, and I've posted my reaction uh, on a very broad level. But again, I need to fully understand everything. Nothing is finalized. There's been no convictions. There's been no pleas. In the USP Labs case, there were, there were guilty pleas. They are admitting that they were guilty of the things that they did. Okay, we can talk about that because the admission of guilt of doing something completely horrible and wrong was made. That has not happened here yet. And, it's, and, and at some point, it's going to, right? At some point, they, a grand jury or a jury in general is going to make that decision. And at that time, then we can come from an, ed uh, an educated point of view. Because another thing you need to realize, too, and this is not me at all, 
at all. I swear to God, this is not me trying to protect anybody involved, okay? This is just me being smart. But the PDFs and the documents that have been published, again, I have not read them all, but that is only one point of view. That is documents that support the side of the Justice Department, okay? The Justice Department is bringing a case amongst these people, so they publish documents in which is going to make them look good. That's just the way it is. I guarantee when this goes to court, there's going to be so much evidence that comes out that we have not seen or heard of that might reshape the way we think. So for us as a society to be quick to judge, which we do all the time, is one of the worst traits I think we can have. Because there have been times, there's been a lot of times, where people were put on trial for severe crimes like Grand, Grand Theft Auto or murder. And the public opinion made them guilty right away. The public opinion said, throw them away. Lock them in jail and throw away the key. Give them the electric chair. And then it came out that that person was actually innocent. And then you have to sit there as a person and say, I can't believe I said that. Or maybe you're an asshole and you, and you, don't, you don't regret it. I'm not going to do that. I refuse to do that. I will not speak on everything publicly in terms of like my, public, my, my feelings on this until everything is finalized. With that said, I have said this, and I will stand by this. If things inside that indictment are true and proven true in a court of law, shame on everybody involved. It's not okay. It's not okay, the things that were listed in there. But as a professional, I need to know the entire case. I need to know all the details. Because one of the guys listed was a sales rep. You know, I mean, I, I just don't know. So um, I, I, I apologize if anybody is upset that I didn't post the link. But again, you got to understand, like, I'm not seeking out drama on my pages. Do you have the right to the information? You absolutely do. But for my platform and the Fitness Informant, for our platform, you have right to the information with my point of view, my educated point of view. And quite honestly, I don't feel comfortable because I don't know what I can and cannot say. I don't know what I'd be held liable for. And I, I, it's just not, it's, it's not that important to me to gain a couple new followers who seek out drama when I can spend my time and efforts building out ingredient pages like Alpha GPC, like Laxogenin. Like different ingredients that people are actively searching every day to become more educated on sports nutrition. Always do the right thing. That is my, my overlying takeaway from this whole thing. Just do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, you have nothing to worry about. You'll be just fine. You can run a, a very reputable business. Look at us. He's doing the right thing. And I love it. Uh, 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 so just moving on from that. Uh, a lot of different headlines this, this past week. Um, we'll just kind of cover a brief from here. Branch Warren joins Team Cage Muscle over at Chris Gethin. Now, Branch actually represents Black Skull. And I'm not sure if Black Skull is going to be kind of dead at this point or what. But he's on Team Cage Muscle now. Him and Chris Gethin go way back. So it's pretty cool to see him on a reputable brand like Caged. That information over at fitnessinformer.com backslash news. Olympus Labs previews their new pre-workout. Uh, it's called Levels. It's an interesting pre-workout featuring dynamine, caffeine, S7, Glycer Pump, Cognizant. It's a really cool profile. It's really good. It's going to be really good for energy pump and focus, uh, featuring their new branding. So make sure you check that out if you have not. Redcon 1 finally released the label on their brand new vegan protein, Green Beret. Uh, this is the first uh, vegan protein that the line has had. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to expand on different vegan products, but it's cool to see them come out with a vegan protein. Speaking of vegan, Ghost Amino version 2 dropped this week on their USA website uh, featuring 10 grams of EAAs per serving. 5.5 grams are the other 6. 4.5 grams are a 411 BCAAs. They are vegan-friendly BCAAs. And it also features other hydration elements, I believe, as well. Like, uh, I believe there's coconut water and some other stuff in that, too. 
And then Nutribio is added again, obviously, as they keep going and going and going. They released their strawberry lemon blom- strawberry lemon bomb flavor uh, in their pre, their intra-blast, and their reload. So not only is that available now in the Alpha EAA, which we just got done dropping the review of that, it's available in their pre, their intra-blast, and their reload recovery matrix. Strawberry lemon bomb, which we tried at the Olympia, at the Arnold, excuse me. Uh, and I really can't touch on it because it was kind of watered down. So I think I'm going to have to get a, uh, a container of this so I can try and give you guys a flavor review here at Fitness Informant. Listen, I know we talked about the, the genius moment of the week, and that's like the negative light on the sports nutrition industry. This is the industry that allows me to do this full time, and I love it. So um, when something like that happens, it's not great. It's not fun to read. It's not, it's not cool to, to understand some things that potentially could have happened in this space or did happen. I mean, somebody's going to decide that. But ultimately, Alex Ardenti, having him come on the show is a good thing because the film subs the movie, looks at the positive side of sports nutrition. And that's what we need because for all the – what happens is we don't, we don't discover and talk about all the good in this space. And, and some people might argue there's not a lot of good, and that's fine. But you got brands like Ghost. You got brands like Cage Muscle. You got brands like Nutribio out there who are doing things the right way. They are providing overages that is correct. They provide a third-party website. Um, in which you can test the, the legitimacy of your, of your label. And I think you're going to see more of that, and especially with these suits coming down and these different indictments, it is going to force brands to think differently about how they do their stuff, how they formulate their products, how they manufacture their products, how they test their products. So albeit this is bad for the industry, at the end of the day, it's going to be a good thing for this space. Because it's going to force people to always do the right thing. There's no reason to do anything any other way in this space. There really isn't. These are human lives. These are human organs. These are human everything, like human health at hand. Provide the best quality supplements with clinical dosages. Have your shit tested. Make sure you're meeting label claims. And quit the shady, sh- the, the shady fucking shit. It's simple as that. And that's why FI is here. We are here to seek out like the good in this space and to elevate that good for you as consumers to know and see. And if we reach a bad apple here and there, then we'll tell you about that too. But at the end of the day, my job is not to rip down brands and throw them in the garbage. My job is to seek out brands who are doing things the right way, provide some time on my platforms for you guys to discover them, and just make things happen for them. And Alex Ardenti is going to do that in Subs the Movie. So I'm stoked to kick this over to the interview I did with Alex uh, and myself and I really hope that you guys follow along. It's at Sups Movie on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Alex Ardenti to read up on this stuff. Interviewed some really intelligent people. We talk about that in this interview. So sit back, relax, enjoy this awesome interview with filmmaker, director, producer of Sups the Movie, the one and only Alex Ardenti. Office is finally done. Succulent, get in. Strong. Plant porn, Ryan. That's an aggressive move. It's an air plant. Mm-hmm. Not no doming in space. <laughs> Classy. Who says don't die when they give them a piece of cake? (laughs) The BAR Breakfast at the Ready is finally here. The world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals and the best cereals of all time. This bar has 20 grams of protein, only 20 grams of carbohydrates, with five of them coming from sugar, and four grams of fat, 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time. Any person can take this bar 
man, woman, child, whether you're working out, you're training to build muscle, or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day, the BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now. <laughs> With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing. The pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder, you will see better pumps, you will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the will to identify, track, test, 
and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Gethin, and I am Cage Muscle. Massive man in the split screen. Uh, yeah, right? Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes or Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, this is Alex Ardenti. He's a film producer and director who has done a lot of work within the bodybuilding fitness world. Uh, and I'm stoked to have him on because he's actually the director and producer of an upcoming docu-series <coughs> that's going to be coming out on streaming services called Sups the Movie. So, Alex, welcome in, buddy. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about something real quick. Like, how many years have you been involved in filmmaking in general? Not just fitness and bodybuilding, but in filmmaking in general. Oh, wow. Um, for me, it was a natural transition from photography. So I started um, as a photographer. Um, okay. I would say I started doing filmmaking, or oh, back then, just video, around 1990. Yeah. 1990. And what was the first type of projects that you took on as a filmmaker? Well, just real quick, there was a decline of the bodybuilding magazines, so they weren't paying photographers as much. So I knew there was this transition between uh, print and the digital age. So I started doing video work. Uh, all my print clients that were hiring me to do their print campaigns uh, all of a sudden started hiring me to do videos and commercials. So I transitioned into doing commercials. So the first projects were actually sports supplements commercials, like the 30-second uh, format that you would see on TV on ESPN. That was the format at the time, 30 seconds. That was yeah. a big deal for this industry too, because like prior to, I would say you probably taking on a lot of this stuff, there wasn't a lot of dietary supplements that were on television mainstream, like Twin Labs and some of these big companies from back in the 90s. Like that discussion, were you ever involved in any of these, these discussions with these supplement manufacturers and these companies about actually doing national television? All of them. Oh, I was the guy that was saying, okay, magazines are going down and it's not a slump. It's probably going to fade away to a point where it's not going to be non-existent, but it's not going to be as strong as it is now. And a lot of the subs back in the day in the 90s, 80s, 90s, if you're running the magazines, you're non-existent. Sure. You could not sell supplements without bodybuilding magazines. That's just the way it was. That right. was the platform. Uh, there were a few that were more visionary, like certain brands, certain legacy brands, like especially Twin Labs. They were doing really cutting edge, awesome commercials for yeah. ESPN for cable. And I have a couple of those in, in, in the movie. They're great. Uh, they really were ahead of, ahead of the time because Weida was kind of doing it, um, not as much. But Twin Lab really pushed the 30-second commercial. They looked like kick-ass action commercial, yeah. you know, so they were, I, I think they were the first ones to really understand uh, we need to be on TV, on cable at the time, you know. And that's not, an, a, it's not a cheap route to go, right? I mean, you go from magazine, oh, magazine prints, expensive. right, magazine yeah. prints, which are, which were expensive as well, depending on the publication, yeah. but TV is like a risk. You're investing a ton of money in this platform, and really there's no way to track it, whether or not it's working uh, either. I mean, it wasn't right. like a coupon code to type in on a website to figure out if somebody's actually converting into a sale. 
But that continued, and then all of a sudden, these larger brands like BSN and some of the bigger brands within sports nutrition started flocking to ESPN networks and stuff. So you had a big part in influencing, sort of molding the shape of advertising from these companies to go from magazine to more video content, which now in 2019, people are probably like, I can't believe they didn't do video content because that's all we should be doing now. How much fun did you have shooting those commercials? Well, I need to specify for the younger generation, I am so old that I shot the first photo campaign for Muscle Tech. Okay. They were so new that I corrected spelling mistakes on the label. I'm shooting the bottle of hydroxycut and I'm calling my guy like, guys, there's a spelling mistake on your label. You want me to shoot it? Like, yeah, just shoot it for now. We'll, we'll fix it later. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that's how far back I go. That was like 1992, I think, with sure. Greg Kovacs. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I saw it all. I saw it all. And um, I, for a long time, for since, since the beginning, it was more than just a guy shooting photos. Um, we would actually come up with campaigns and marketing ideas, you know, on what to do. They, they knew I, I was in that crowd, you know, just Gold's Gym, even more so back then, was like the hub of bodybuilding. So there was a lot of creative going on. It wasn't just a bunch of guys working out. A lot of new trends just started in Santa Monica and Venice. Um, so especially like Muscle Tech, they came down from Canada mm-hmm. and they wanted to be in that mecca. And we would just brainstorm on what to do, what not to do. Right. Some of the stuff, not just muscle tech, but some of the companies were coming up with ideas that was just so ridiculous. I said, no, you can't do this. You'll be the laughing stock of this industry. So they kind of listened to me. We just bring, it was just a very collaborative kind of era, and it was unproven. They really didn't know, should we stop spending 25, 30 grand on one page on muscle, fit, muscle and fitness and do this cable commercial? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and actually back then, if you did it right, you could get cable commercials for like 100, 200 bucks a pop. Right. Or you could go primetime and spend thousands. So mm-hmm. you really needed to know. And there was very little data back then. Now yeah, we have. Nielsen wasn't like huge data. back then. You know then, exactly so. where you're at, right? Yeah. Back then, it was kind of like, the, you know, the Wild West. You just kind of made something great. It's a great commercial. Let's hope someone sees it, you mm-hmm. know? So, it's so yeah. different now because I media bought for a while in which we had demographic data from Nielsen and different ad- agencies like that. But in the 90s, I mean, Probably a lot of it was guesstimates. Like, yeah, we think our target consumer is 18 to 35, and we think they're watching during these times. Uh, and we want you to spend all this money on this spot. But what's funny, when I look back at you shooting photography for magazines and then helping direct commercials for TV, you look at the scene in 2019, today's world. Magazines are dying. Like, there's, their magazines aren't as big as they once were. At least they, they're not influencing purchase decisions as much as they once did. Like, muscle and fitness back in the early 2000s was massive. That was where these companies invested their marketing dollars. You don't see a lot of television commercials on actual mainstream television anymore. Everything's no. via digital platforms. So Facebook, social, and you got involved in that, too. Like, you worked really close with Rich Piana, and you have a, a really good you, – you guys had some really good stuff. And I'm not sure if people realize that you were the man behind that, but – the stuff you shot with Rich, I think, is super awesome and super like eye-opening for a lot of people because you got to know and you know the real Rich Piana from what some people on the outside might watch some of his YouTube and be like, I'm not sure if I like that guy. Who was the real Rich Piana in your opinion? Well, I knew Rich for like 15 years before I got him the, the mutant contract. Sure. Um, and uh, actually, my good friend um, Ron Paltrow, he, he explains this in subs. It, it was a perfect storm with Rich. I knew Rich for so long. He was just a bodybuilder who won the Cal, which is a great contest. Mm-hmm. He was never able to win the USA or go on to be a pro. So it was kind of, he was retired from bodybuilding. Um, so he just had this, not a disgust, but he just didn't like the powers that be. He just sure. didn't feel that, you know, 
I had to win a contest to be somebody. Right. But social media wasn't really there yet. It was just beginning. Mm -hmm. So when I suggested, you got to shoot my friend Rich, because we were doing commercials together. We auditioned together. Out of, you know, 40, 50 bodybuilders, me, him, and maybe one other guy were the only ones who could actually play a character and just sure. be comfortable and just, okay, it's time to be goofy. You're not, you're not on stage posing. Be goofy, you know. He had no problem with it. I had no problem with it. You know, yeah. others, you know, they had that talent. So I knew that he had talent and he liked being on camera. I'm like, you got to shoot this guy. So Ryan Keller um, did give him a contract. So he was the guy who took a risk because, you know, he was he was getting older. He only won the Mr. Cal. He wasn't Mr. Olympia. He wasn't about to win the Olympia. Mm -hmm. It was a huge risk. So everything just happened together. I put him on camera. He was so awesome. I lit it. I was pretending in my mind I was the Martin Scorsese of, uh, or I was, actually I was like the, the Ridley Scott of fitness. I just lit it like Blade Runner. I just sure. wanted to light it so well because I wanted something great for my reel. So I put so much effort into those uh, videos that it came out pretty good. I mean, really looking good. back at it, it still holds up now, you know, 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so everything happened together. The quality, I think, was there. Uh, Rich had this natural... He had this knack with the camera. He was talking to the camera like he was talking to a person. Right. He didn't feel like it was a camera there. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it just, absolutely. It was there was no boundary. Form, yes. He, you know, and I think that was his strong point throughout his life. You know, um, so him on camera, he was awesome. Uh, we lit it right. Uh, we shot it really cool. Had a lot of fun with it. Mute was super creative. They just said, "Do the best you can. Do whatever you want." Sorry, is that a phone call? Uh, I sent the voicemail. Did that just mess things up? Nope, you're good. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that, everything came together and YouTube was just starting when then YouTube uh, came up with uh, the integration of Instagram because that was just starting with the Facebook. Everything came together where his videos just blew up over, I'd say, two or three months. Mm -hmm. Within six months, he was the most popular bodybuilder online, right. period. Forget everybody else. I mean, he was the bodybuilder online. So I don't think something like that will ever happen again unless no. we invent something else and just everything comes together. Um what was your question? I was going to say, <laughs> the, the, the real Rich Piana. It was the real yeah. Rich Piana that the outside world knew from watching your videos, the real Rich Piana that you knew. That's a tough question. Sorry about that call. Uh, tough question to answer. There was a difference between him in real life and on camera. Um, maybe the guy on camera was the real Rich Piana that was inside the whole time just sure. wanting to come out. Maybe the real Rich Piano was me and him sitting in my condo going through slides and having metrics protein shakes because they gave it to us for free. Yeah, right. Um, it's hard to say. And, you know, I like the guy. We had a lot of disagreements. We agreed on so many things, yet disagreed on so many mm -hmm. things. It was just that kind of friend. I don't know if you have a friend like that. Yeah, it's mutual respect. Love him, yeah. But then you can't stand him because how can you say something so idiotic? Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, absolutely. It's blue. Like, what do you mean it's red? It's freaking blue. Like, sure. Nuts. You know, so it was that kind of long-term relationship. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it's it's hard to speculate. Um, Rich was real, though. You know, yeah. um, what you saw is what you got. I think maybe he just showed two sides of his personality, and, and that's okay, too. You mm -hmm. know, you're not always the, you know, the informant guy, are you? Every no, single I mean, time when you're I doing saw... groceries and you're talking to the checkout girl, you're, like, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not always that way, are you? It's interesting yeah. because... I come from the world of professional wrestling. I wrestled professionally for 10 years, trying to make my way to WWE. And some of the best advice that I ever got was from Steve Austin, big character in pro wrestling, just said, like, be yourself on camera. Just dial it up by 10. 
And I look at somebody like Rich Piano and I think, you know what, the guy on camera, that probably, that, to me that seems like maybe that was who he was, but maybe he just dialed it up for the camera, um, which makes people flock to you, love and you, or hate okay. you. Yeah. And that's okay. And people that say, well, that's not the real Rich, he's just acting to camera. We all act differently. I mm -hmm. act differently with my mom than I do with my dad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a four-year-old multifaceted guy. That's just human nature. So yeah, um, I, I think it's all good. He was what he was. He he definitely made a mark in the industry. He was the guy who did not expect it more than anybody else. Sure. It was completely unexpected. <clears throat> and uh, I'm just sorry he's not here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm the same boat, too. I mean, he... There's, there's there's people on both sides of the coin, whether they like them or dislike them. But one thing I think a lot of people can agree upon with Rich is he brought a lot of attention to the sport of bodybuilding, to the world of fitness, which is a good thing. He left a mark on this industry in a good way. Obviously, he had his own company, 5% Nutrition, which is now kind of coming back to uh, back to trying to get back to where it once was in 2019. Yeah. But I got to ask you before I keep going, because like, how old are you right now? I'm 55. 55. And what do you weigh? Because you look jacked as all get up. Oh, uh, I don't weigh myself really because, um, yeah, I, I the only time I stop training and uh, go off my diet is around Christmas. Sure. So I'm still struggling to get that last lower abs. So I, <laughs> I guess around 230. I don't know. So is that embedded in your DNA? Like, have you been training your entire life as well as shooting film and photos of these bodybuilders and people within the supplement world? Since 12 years old. That's amazing. Like, who were your influences growing up? Arnold and Joe Weider. Okay. And I, I touch upon that on SUPS, too. Um, I was so obsessed at 12 years old that if I, was 12 year old, if I was 12 years old today, I would be probably on Dr. Phil as some you know, kid who has body dysmorphia because he's looking at himself in the mirror all sure, the time. Sure. And he works out three times a day. It's just not normal. You know? But for me, at 12, I was just so in love with bodybuilding, Arnold, Joe Weider, and the supplements in California, all in one world. For me, it was just like one world where I needed to be. Right. I grew up in Australia. I'm from Italy. At 12, I was still in Italy, and I just wanted to come to California so bad and just be a bodybuilder. So uh, it became an obsession. At 17, I won Teenage Mr. Italy. That's awesome. At 19, I won Teenage Mr. Europe. Um, so yeah, I, I, I had a, a strong passion for bodybuilding, and um, it's been up and down. I tried quitting around 89, 90 for like almost two years. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like being normal. I thought, well, I just kind of realized that the reason why someone starts bodybuilding is because they don't want to just play tennis or right. do track like everybody else. They don't want to just go out and get drunk on weekends. They don't want to be the normal guy, the average guy. That's what attracts um, people to the sport. Someone who wants to be just a little different. Maybe it's not better. No one's saying bodybuilders are better. I feel better when I feel strong and healthy and I'm eating clean food and I go running and I just active. And I think I found that balance from the mm -hmm. extreme obsession that I had to um, not training at all. I found that balance where I'm very happy in my older years now. <laughs> you know? I find it interesting because we, we started this conversation. <clears throat> I asked you a question. When did you start shooting? And you, you mentioned back in the 90s. If you yeah. think back to the 90s, bodybuilding as a sport was kind of seen as taboo, I think, in terms of like a general larger population. People looked at the bodybuilders. They looked at them differently. And supplements were seen as basically legalized steroids. I think nobody understood what they were. Um, did you – how was that through the 90s when there was a misunderstanding behind, A, the sport of bodybuilding, but also the misunderstanding behind sports nutrition and dietary supplements? Um, I don't think there was a confusion. I think there was a period of time where some companies were putting something 
in certain batches of product. And that just spread in the gym culture. Sure. You know, it never really made it mainstream. So I think the confusion came from that. I think, no, they were pretty intelligent in the 90s, too. They knew what, that a whey protein powder was not, you know, a Diana ball that they heard on CNN news, you know. So uh, I think they knew there was a difference. I think there was a period of time, I'm saying probably maybe a year or two, where there were rumors that there were, like, tainted supplements. Sure. So I think that's built into the mainstream. And, you know, the mainstream takes one little thing, and then they mm. think, oh, every kid who takes a protein shake is taking Dianabol. Right. You know, so yeah, that's just not the case. Because I would take creatine in high school, and people would look at me like I'm doing something illegal. They, they didn't understand that creatine was an over-the-counter supplement that, that we get naturally from meat, but they just saw me taking a pill or a powder, and they just assumed I was doing something illegal. Now, that was in my high school years. So I, I know that some people just thought looked at certain type of supplements and said, ah, how is that legal or how is that acceptable? But I think – what do you think really took supplements to become sort of mainstream? Because you mentioned in the description of Subs of the movie that you're covering a $40 billion industry. I recently read that by 2022, it could be as high as an $80 billion industry if you include things like Herbalife and some of these other companies that are involved in it. That's a lot of fucking money that people are spending on dietary supplements. Do you, do you recall a point in, in your history in which you thought this is the changing point for this industry? Without a doubt, it was Bill Phillips. Okay. Without a doubt. Um, and again, it's in the movie. Everything's in the movie. And a lot of people explain this, so it's not just my opinion. I have right. like 10 guys that agree on this, that live that era. Um, real quick, Joe Weider made supplements yep. um, that made you dream and just want to you know, be Arnold and be great and have the girl and just look jacked, right? And he said, take my supplement and you might win the Mr. Olympia. <clears throat> you know, it was all one company. Bill Phillips said, you don't have to be that guy. If you know that you cannot be Serge Oliva or Colombo or Arnold, you don't have to be that guy. You can be a smaller guy that looks incredible, and you can still have that great lifestyle without being super jacked or super heavy and huge. So he, he made it accessible to the general public with Muscle Media Magazine. And um, the supplements that he made, he didn't make them just for bodybuilders. It was for all the football teams and the athletes. And all of a sudden, you had lawyers and doctors taking creatine. Who would have thought? Right. You know, creatine just increases your muscle mass, basically. Right. So these people were taking creatine. And thanks to him and his vehicle, again, it was a perfect storm coming all together. You know, so um, he was at the right place at the right time, just like Joe Weider was back in the 50s and 60s. But I think Bill Phillips really brought supplements and bodybuilding piggybacking on the supplements and nutrition to the mass market, to the mainstream. And what year was this, roughly? you remember? Um, God, I would say it was 90. It was beginning 92 to 93, 94. Sure. Yeah. yeah that, that, and then, you know, Designer Whey came out. That was the first time that mm-hmm. um, whey protein was instantized. Because one of my first jobs when I came over in 86, I worked for GNC. Okay. You know, after two after two weeks, they made me a manager of a store. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I can manage a store. After three weeks, I was given seminars to all the stores in my area. So, um, and I had, that was my first real job behind the counter. Sure. Um, so I was selling way, and it was horrible. They came in bags, and it was just, it gave me bad gas. It was just disgusting. So, um, designer way found a way to instantize the protein where it took out a lot of the lactose. It was digestible and it tasted great. So when designer protein hit, even if it was like 40, 50 bucks for a two pound, 
it was flying off the shelf. I sure. mean, that everybody was taking away protein. I mean, the housewife, the young teenage girl, that design of protein really changed a lot, you know, of the perception mm-hmm. that bodybuilding supplements weren't just for the meatheads. We can use that too, sure. you know. It's interesting you bring that up because that was my next question for you is that the, the housewife, the kids <clears throat> were using whey protein in a designer way. But even today in, in 2019, like you still see – and I'm not opposed to this at all, but you get some people who are opposed to it. But magazine spreads or social media ads in which are showing a supplement and then they're showing a, an enhanced bodybuilder or somebody who obviously is bigger than, than most people see themselves at looking in the mirror. You shot some of these photos of, of people. Um, your personal thoughts on supplement companies utilizing athletes to show maybe the younger generation, like you can be this size if you take this, because there's still, some people are very smart. Like people like us, we understand I'm not going to look like that guy. If I drink a protein shake a day, I got to put the work in and all this other stuff. But there are still some people who are confused when they look at these ads and they say, well, I could be like that guy. If I take this, like, what's your thoughts on companies that utilize massive athletes in their advertising to push a certain supplement? Well, the problem might be in advertising per se, and how do we as human beings perceive that? Sure. You know, nobody shows a dirty Lexus that has a ding in in the commercial, you know, and how many times do you see a pristine Lexus driving around town? Not right. not always. I think your question is, uh, does that product mean, if you take that product, will I be like that guy? Again, I think, you know, we're more intelligent than that. But I did ask this question to a muscle tech executive early 90s about sure. Greg Kovacs. I was at SIBO. You've heard of SIBO, yep, right? Jeremy, yep. um, we were walking around with Greg Kovacs. Wherever this guy went, there was a crowd of kids around him all the time, all the time. And um, I asked the guy, like, well, do these kids really think that they're going to be like him in any way? Is it, is it possible at all for any of these kids to be that huge? He was right. like 320 pounds. And they said, you know what? They look at that and they, they know that if they take the protein shake, they're not going to be like him. But if they can have 10% of Greg Kovacs, so just 10%, even if it's 80% BS and I only get 10, 20% of that, I'm happy because, you know, 10 or 15 pounds of muscle on my body, I'm going to get the girl. I'll make the team. I'll be jacked. I'll be ready for the summer. So, yeah, I know that, you know, metrics back in the day didn't build Ronnie Coleman's physique alone. There was a lot of factors that went into that. Mm-hmm. But there is a subliminal message that still gets across, and it works from an advertising point of view, and that's why they still do it. Right. If it didn't work, they would not do it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. No company throws money away. Rarely do they just throw money away. So sure. if they're doing those ads, it because, it's because people buy it. Um, to answer your question a bit more eloquently, I think there should be more of a, more of a realistic approach. And we're, it's, it's trending towards that. Sure, where, yeah. And I think thanks to the internet, you know, thanks to guys like you calling out you know, some companies that are just doing things that were okay in the 70s, but they're mm-hmm. not okay now because we, we have evolved. You know, it's not 1960, 1970 anymore, right. and uh, we want a bit of more information. The bottom line is that you as a consumer, you have to educate yourself on what you're taking. Exactly. You know? And if you want to buy something at the 99 cent store and think that, you know, that's going to have an effect on your skin or, yeah, okay, that's, that's on you, you right. know, but if you go to a dermatologist and says, I think this cream might help your skin condition. Well, you just took that step to go to a doctor and ask an expert mm-hmm. again. Thanks to guys like you, you're educating the public. That's the best we can hope for. Just right. educate the public. And then it's on you. It's your decision to take what you take. You know, I, I'm, um, 
live and let live kind of guy. If you want to do something to your body that's not harming me, do it. If you want yeah. to take something that you think is working, hey, good for you. Right. You know, maybe I'll try it. And at that point, I don't know if there's science behind it. Maybe I don't care. I sure. just want that result. So whatever gets me that result. It depends also what frame of mind you're in. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's platforms like us that we're trying to educate. But at the end of the day, my goal is like, I don't want consumers to come to me for the for the answers. I want them to know the answers through their self education, which is what we yeah. need to do as, as a society in general. Let's talk about subs to the movie, um, the ETN launch. We're, we're still not sure. Hopefully, sometime this year it'll come out, which I'm super stoked about it because at first when I saw the advertisement for subs to the movie, I thought it was a joke at first. I didn't realize this is like a real thing, and then I looked into it more, and this was last year. Some point, I was like, well, this is a real thing. This is super cool. And I saw Shane from Stacked was actually being interviewed from you, um, and he's on the show every now and then. But the inspiration behind the movie came from where? And why? Uh, well, I had a deal with uh, an Oscar-winning actor and a producer that went on for four years, and uh, it just didn't materialize. Sure. So it's your typical Hollywood story, you know. And despite the contracts and the advances, uh, it just it just didn't happen. They had disagreements, and I got stuck in the middle. So after four years, I got really really angry, you know, because mm -hmm. that was going to be my first film. So at that point, you know. I'm getting older, so my my goal is to just keep on directing and producing movies. Um, documentary is something I've always loved, and I just thought, what do I really know inside and out? What am I an expert in? And I know bodybuilding, and I know supplements, and I study a lot of nutrition. So I thought, you know, no one's documented the history and the evolution of supplements. Right. And I started researching, no, I mean not even a YouTube video. There's a couple of articles, you know, but nothing, no one's brought that to the screen. Yeah. So when I first, I started shooting immediately and I, I, I put together a, a rough cut and I showed it to some distributors that I've contacts with Amazon, Netflix, iTunes. Sure. And each one of these agents and distributors said, I had no idea about this world. Like, this is great. I mean, right. There was a girl in the office saw it, and like, I don't like bodybuilders, but this is kind of cool. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you show how it starts in the 50s and 60s, and then it progressed to the 80s, and you have that kind of music, and then the fashions change, or the supplements change. So you see this evolution, and like, even though we're not into the bodybuilding world, obviously, they're just your typical Hollywood people. They, they thought the story was great, and why didn't anybody do that? Uh, you know, before, like, right. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just the guy to bring it, you know. Sure. So, um, I'm happy that I'm the guy to present it because I want to present it in a positive way. It's not that gotcha kind of movie. It's not um, Roger and me where I'm after the bad guy and I mm -hmm. discover him at the end, like, I got you. And, like, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the investigative journalist. Sure. I want to show all the great, fun, inspirational things that our universe has. And if someone else wants to talk about the negatives, knock yourself out. I'm right. not that guy. But there's so much... There are so many cool things in our industry that is that are so inspirational um, that I think it deserves to be told. And if people who dislike bodybuilding, dislike supplements, and think that we're all a bunch of nutheads, like this movie, hey, for me it's mission accomplished. Yeah. You know, I, that's that's what I want to do. I know I've got my crowd. The gym crowd's gonna see it. You right. know? I, I know that already. I get I got like ten messages just just now. Like, when's this coming out? But if I can get people who don't know of our world and have, might have this the stigma about us that supplements and bodybuilding because it is one world in their eyes. Very much. If I can show, look, we're not that crazy. We're just like, we're like the rockers. What we want to do is play rock in, in, in our garage band. That's, that's who we are. We just want to be in the gym and be healthy and happy. 
we don't go starting fights in bars. We're, we're not that kind of stereotype anymore. Right. Maybe at one point we were, I don't know. But now I think we've evolved just as a gym culture. And I think that needs to be shown to the, to the world. And now Netflix, iTunes, Amazon, Hulu, these are all platforms that the attention is on right now. That's what we're watching. YouTube, obviously, mm-hmm. Vimeo. Uh, so um, I'm happy to get it out. It's 90, 95% finished. Awesome. I'm just tweaking it. Uh, there's just a whole process of distribution. I've got a lot of offers. I don't want, there's a lot of, you think there's scam artists in supplements? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a whole movie on, on these offers that I've gotten. I mean, some agencies, this is an agent. They said, oh, I'll, I'll bring this movie out into a distributor for 50% of your profits. Oh, sure. Are you kidding me? That distributor has an email on his website where I can send him the trade or why, why should I? But there are people that fall for it. For Pretty sure. Much just fell for that. I mean, the scams in Hollywood are just like beyond anything we've ever seen. So we're like the angels compared to the music business and Hollywood. So <laughs> yeah. Let's not shoot ourselves in the foot, you know, too many times. So as of today, we don't necessarily have a – you're still going through platforms in terms of who's actually going to be the one to distribute this, this docu-series on, or do you already have a couple that are you know will be – I've narrowed it down to two or three, yeah. Very but um, cool. I still want to shoot uh, – I have to shoot Jay Cutler. Yep. Uh, so I want to get him in there. Um, Rick Valenti, who was part of that 80s, 90s um, crowd in, in mm-hmm. Gold's Gym where a lot of the supplements were tested right there. Sure. Like Ultimate Orange was given out for free yeah. in Gold's Gym Venice. Yeah. That was like their training ground. Designer Way, um, Hot Stuff, all those crazy supplements that is, that's that's a name. I, I used to use Hot Stuff back when I wrestled too you to did? give me that fake tan. No, I, I never used it. Yeah. Did you like it? It's, uh, it was hot. It made you, it turned <laughs> you red, but I can definitely see now more that I'm in the bodybuilding world, I can see the benefit to a like to a topical like that in terms of depending on oh, what you're training, no. but See, that's that's why you need me to explain the hot stuff was a supplement sure it was it was a powder that was the first proprietary blend there were like 50 to 60 different ingredients <laughs> so talk about a prop blend in one sure. scoop you had 60 ingredients so you can imagine the quantity that was in there of each ingredient i mean sure i guess the hot stuff the hot stuff i, I was referring to was like at all I, I really don't know if it did anything because you put 60 elements in, in one scoop no. How much can there be, right? Right. Yeah. But everybody loved it. It was like it's such a cult thing. Sure. You know, because we just wanted that next, you know, drug-like effect <laughs> at that time. So, um, so yeah. So I have two or three people that I still want to shoot and sure. I can insert. Um, and I, I don't have a deadline. When I feel that it's ready to show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna release it. You know, Absolutely. it's, it's all me. I'm doing it all myself. So, I don't have investors or people telling me what to do. You need to do this and that. So when I feel it's ready, I'll release it, and I'm planning for the summer, though, for sure. Very cool. And just to clarify, the hot stuff that I used was like a topical. Like it was a spray that was completely called hot different. stuff. So I thought completely. we were talking about that I think that it's one. a completely different company now. Very cool. Um, yeah. All right. So I've seen you post on your, on your like, Alex Ardenti Films page and on the subs of the movie page of some, like, historical things that you've brought to fruition that some people haven't seen. Like recently, Ultimate Orange, you just talked about that. You've had that recently on your social media page, and that company has tried to bring back like a second variation of that here in 2018, 2019. It's not the same, but what have you discovered? Because you've seen so much. Like, What has been some of the coolest things that you uncovered that you had never seen that you're just like, wow, you didn't even know that? The coolest thing is, and I have to thank um, the Weeder Corporation. They, they have archives of all the photography and magazines here in LA, mm-hmm. and they're so gracious that they opened their archives for me. It's 10 minutes from my house. I've been here 20 years. I didn't know it existed. Wow. 
And I went in there and they just went with big boxes, like knock yourself out. So I'm pulling up stuff that is straight from the camera that was not only never published, it's never been seen. Just Arnold holding certain supplements. Sure. And Joey just scribbling like, no, we're going to relabel this and this, just like these weird names of products and these old photos that were never published in, in the magazine. And they were just so nice to, 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 to just give me access to all this great stuff. So there's a lot of Arnold stuff there, photos. And, you know, just when you think that you've seen every single Arnold photo ever, yeah. I see this one shot like, what the heck? Arnold and Zane, what? You know, in Gold's gym drinking stuff. So that's really cool. And for, you know, a nerd like me, that's, that's just golden, you know. And I, as a photographer, I appreciate it. And uh, just looking at the negative, and sometimes they don't even have actual prints or ads. They're just like mock-ups, sure. you know, with scribbles and stuff. You know, so um, uh, that for me was just discovering so many things was great. And just reminding, there are so many experts in the film that remind me of things that I just forgot, you know. Yeah, it's interesting and you bring that, up that too. And like, for, As an avid sports nutrition lover, user myself, like I'm anxiously awaiting this film because I want to see some of this historical context on like where this industry came from because it's important for guys like me who are trying to be an expert in this field <clears> to understand the evolution of sports nutrition to what it is today because I think that adds context in the information that I provide my fan base. But you mentioned some of the experts that you interviewed for this film, and Joe Weider influenced a lot of them. A guy like Chris Gethin actually wrote for Weider Publications. He's in the film, super nice guy. We love Chris. Um, who are some of the other names that people might recognize that you actually got a chance to sit down with an interview for this docu-series? Uh, Chris Gethin is just amazing on camera. He has so much knowledge just mm -hmm. scientifically that that's amazing. But uh, Jerry Brainham, as far as supplements, and I've known Jerry for a long time, but when I sat down for him, I, I milked him for information for like two hours. I mean, sure. the guy was exhausted after my questions. <laughs> he was just like, I have no idea you're going to bombard me with these questions. That guy has so much knowledge that I actually subscribed to his newsletter, the um, AppliedMetabolics.com, sure, yeah. for 10 bucks. I mean, he's, he's on this stuff like 10, 12 hours a day. <laughs> Since the 60s and 70s, there aren't that many people on earth that dedicate that much time to studying supplements and nutrition. So, yeah, I'm going to milk you for all you've got, Jerry. Like, and he gave – it was to a point where it was like too much Jerry. It was like the Jerry movie. I need to cut it down. So he had a lot of information. As far as marketing and business, though, and the actual – Dollars and cents, in addition to the science, uh, Scott Welch yep. from uh, Muscle Insider. Very smart man. He was there from the beginning, too, with Muscle Tech. Then he went to other brands. And he's, you know, so in demand as a consultant because he has all this knowledge in his head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes I get stuck, like, which came out before? Was it this one? That one? You know, there's like six months. Well, he knows the answer, like, right away. Right. If he doesn't, he'll research a bang. He sends me a photo, like, nope, this came out in March and this came out in April. Like, Thanks, you know. So um, he was he was great. Rehan Jalali is you know awesome as always. He just he's not just that you know the Hollywood guy. Yes, he does diets for so many you know right. big celebrities, but he comes from our world, so he knows what works and what doesn't work. And I think that's why the celebrities like him because he's not giving them the three day cleanse before the Oscar party. You know, right. and he's just like. Okay, this is gonna do nothing, and you need to take this. So he's that kind of guy. So he comes across great. You know, there's so many. I hate that to leave anybody out, but um, um, well, you got Jay I, Cutler I think, coming up yet? That'll be cool. Jay's one of the nicest guys that I've ever met, yeah. and obviously he's had some time being an American bodybuilder, winning the Olympia four times, having his name put on a supplement line that was mediocre at best at BPI. We've talked about that, and now he has his own supplement line that just came out this year, which is much better. But he also discusses, too, like how that consumer is so much smarter today than they were five years ago that 
you have to approach things that way. So I'm interested, like, what type of information do you want to talk to Jay about? More or less, like, his, his life in bodybuilding or more of the sports nutrition side? Well, first of all, I have to keep the supplement industry the star. So it's not about these guys. It's sure. not a bodybuilding film where, look how great this Mr. Olympia is. Right. So they know that going in. So the star is supplements and the industry. So I like little tidbits of stories, like what made Joe Weider tick? Yes, we know Joe loved money. I work for Joe. Yeah, he loved money. He's a capitalist and he's an entrepreneur. Of course he does. Right. But it's not, that alone cannot motivate you. What motivated him? You know, so what made him tick? And he had a different relationship than I did because I was a photographer working for Joe. Um, him and Joe were closer, more as friends, I think. So, um, and other people I might bring in that know Bill Phillips very well, and they tell me what kind of person he was. So what a lot of the Hollywood executives tell me is that you need to find these human links in the stories. You can't just give out a bunch of numbers where at this point, you know, the industry was making this much and now it's making so much more. Nobody cares about that. It has to be a personal story. And that's why I interject my story also is why did I start, you know, at 12 and why was I so obsessed? And then where did that take me? So every half hour I give like a little glimpse of where I'm at in my life Very just cool. to tie it in yeah. from a human point of view uh, with, you know, the supplement industry still as as the main star. Uh, so Joe's uh, Jay's great for that. And he's he's been around a long time, too. Mm -hmm. Very long time. I mean, he was with uh, ISS. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, ISS? Yeah. You know, and he said, I'm going to be with ISS for life. Well, that mm -hmm. didn't happen because then he went with muscle tech. Yep. So he evolved and then, you know, he did his own thing with the BPI. And now I think the culmination of all that experience he's putting into it is brand right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm, I'd like to hear that story too. Yeah. And also I think, um, and other people have told me this too, just from a, from a marketing business point of view, like why do people buy these supplements? You know, uh, there has to be, you know, things don't become a global market to this size if, if there, there has to be some psychology behind that. Like, sure. why do we take supplements at all? And I end with that. Like, why do we take supplements in the first place? Sure. Like, and you know that if we take that pre-workout, that's not the road to being a Mr. Olympia, but that's a road to our objective. What is that objective? What pushes you? Um, so, you know, the more human elements and the more psychology you put into a documentary these days... I think the better um, the better off will be. I'm interested to hear that psychology piece in the film too because I, I come across people all the time who will ask me, like, I want to lose 20 pounds by this date. What supplement can I take? And it seems like at the psychology with human beings is that they can take a pill, they can take a powder to help them achieve what their goals are. But at the end of the day, like I always tell people, it comes back down to whole food sources. Like supplements are meant to supplement a whole foods diet. Do you think there's been a tipping point within the consumer that – they might think supplements first before Whole Foods because I get quite a, people, quite a few people that reach out to me for expert advice that right away all they want to know is what supplement, what supplement, what supplement before taking a look inside the refrigerator. Well, that's because they think that they have everything on point. They sure. think, well, I'm training and I'm eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot more. Maybe you're not eating as healthy as you think you are. If you think, the case. well, I get most of my nutrients from real food. Real food at the supermarket, right. really, at Rouse and Albertsons and Gelson's, that's where all the real food is. I'll take you there right now, and I'll show you sugar. Mm -hmm. it's, it's called white bread, right, you know, exactly. and it's vitamin fortified. So, okay, so that's a delivery system for your vitamin minerals. Just, you know, take your vitamins and minerals then. Um, so, you know, this whole, I kind of laugh when they say, well, I, I eat real food. Is that what you're growing in your organic garden mm -hmm. and that soil pristine? We don't know what real food is anymore. And I got three little boys. 
it's freaking tough. Yeah. And just because it says organic on it, that, that's not enough for me. You know, you, you really need to educate yourself. So again, going back to your question, they want to take the supplement thinking I'm doing everything else. I'm just going to get right. supplements. If you bring everything up to par, if your training's really on point and your diet's on point, I think supplements can give you that five, 10%. Mm-hmm. And that might not sound like a lot, but you're an athlete. 10% yep. yeah, it's a lot. is huge. Exactly. I mean, 2%. You know, I mean, that fraction of a percentage in the Olympics might mean the difference between gold and silver. So 5 to 10%. And, and there are supplements that can give you that kind of effect, like creatine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many studies on creatine. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nobody's opinion anymore. It's yeah. not like, I think this, you know, vitamin C will help cure the common cold. It hasn't really been established yet. Right. But we know that if you take creatine, you will get a neurogenic effect, mm-hmm. you know, to some point. So there are supplements um, that will definitely give you the result. Again, it's it comes down to the education of the person and and also how smart you are. If you're dumb enough to think that this pill is gonna just you know, I mean, come, on. <laughs> you know, they're the people who buy you know lemons and uh, it just it, we need to just um, I don't want to say just educate yourself because you know nobody really wants to sit down and study. Yeah, it's laziness. It is. But um, thanks to the internet, I think you can just subscribe to certain things sure. and uh, go on certain channels where it's not just entertainment. If you get a little bit of information every day, mm-hmm. that's that's already pretty good. Absolutely. You know? And I think too, you don't have that... to sit and read the books anymore. You don't have to like you know read the whole study. Right. Just get you know the the information as 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 many times as you can throughout the day, and I think it'll sink in. It just yeah. becomes. A matter of changing your habits. So you're not going to buy that white bread anymore because you know that this other bread is slightly more healthy, you mm-hmm. know, less, yeah. less unhealthy than, than the white bread, correct? Right. The one thing that gets me, it's, it's, and I know that you don't look at the negatives of things, and the only negative that I really look at are some of these multi-level marketing companies in which their reps will be like, you should replace a whole foods diet with this powder and like that kind of stuff pisses me off because like that's not the way we should be thinking about supplements but we've had reps talk to us about their line quite a bit about that um that right there but also if you're slinging supplements from your garage most likely you yourself are probably not educated on what you're selling to the neighbor down the street so just take that with a grain of salt for the listening <clears throat> audience like if you are buying something from somebody's basement yeah you might want to look into it just a little bit more to figure out if that's the right thing i want to get back to the subs the movie here real quick before we wrap things up it's a docu-series is what I've read. So you plan on releasing several different episodes within one season, or is it going to be like one long movie? No, it's one movie to begin okay, with. Great. Coming out this summer. Uh, it was three hours. They're forcing me to cut it. I'm down to two and a half hours. They wanted it two hours, so it might be around two hours and 20 minutes. And how much film did you actually have, though? Because I bet you you had a shit ton of hours. That you I can make cut. a 10-hour movie, and it's all interesting, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm going to release the feature film first. So it's up. The movie is coming out in the summer, okay. and I'm already shooting the series. The series is ongoing between four okay, to eight episodes awesome. over time. So, but I want the movie to come out first. So that's my last leader. That will get the attention. Then we'll start releasing the series, and each episode will have a certain topic. Um, but I, I might touch on the multi-level marketing because personally, I really dislike that also. Mm-hmm. And I've I've lost friendships over that. Sure. You know, people that, and maybe it's happened to you after five, six, ten years, you don't call me, and all of a sudden you're selling me a, a vitamin that I need to su- subscribe to, and I, I know it doesn't work, and you know it doesn't work. Yep. And maybe you're not the friend that I thought you were. So mm-hmm. it's happened two or three times now, and I just dislike that whole business model. Right. I, I just don't like it. And yeah, plus add to that the quality of the product, which 
is just horrible. Again, it might be stored in your garage, yeah. which is not the place to store. That's that's so far away from any GMP practice <laughs> yeah. I can think of. Uh, that's just no. So yeah, I might do a topic uh, in the series a whole hour on that, and and why not? Yeah, you get a ton of hits, I think. I think it's a, an engaging conversation topic that we're actually doing like a mini series at FI2. Just to your point, more or less just like explain the business model so they can see like how to sustain that type of revenue and that type of growth. You have to minimize the quality of the product to nth degree, oh, right? So we'll talk about that. But um, super stoked about this. So if it comes out this summer, the Olympia is in <clears throat> September. Could you see yourself doing like a seminar in Vegas at the Olympia, maybe like a showing, a screening, something? Because I just came back from the Arnold two weeks ago, and that's my first time actually at the Arnold. I've been to the Olympia before, and I looked at the crowds there, and there are so many hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be watching your film because that's they, our crowd, they, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it was amazing. Like that's the first time at the Arnold. I've been to the Olympia, and the Olympia is down, but the Arnold to me was like this is the best sports expo that I've ever been to for sports nutrition. And I immediately thought of you. I thought of the movie. I was like, these are these are your people. These are going to sure. be your your word of mouth, your free marketers, and then obviously the platforms which you stream to. Um, have you thought about getting involved in any of the expos to help promoting the film? Whether it be, oh, sure. Do you plan doing anything like that? Oh, that was my first thought before starting shooting. You know. I, I pretty much work for every platform and 80% of the supplement companies out there. So um, I've got my finger on the pulse. You know, I don't do a million videos or a million posts just because uh, I, I just don't have time. I'm, I'm making my movies, you know. But um, that was my first idea. Like, that is the crowd that will watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to just screen the movie. You know, it's it's been almost two years of spending a lot of money and time on it. So, sure. um, But I will make it, you know accessible i'll show nice chunks of it where we can have a discussion sure you know maybe some of the cast can uh, do a little seminar um yeah but we'll be doing all of that it'll be out there for sure it's very cool like you have your own personal ig it's alex ardenti you have subs the movie on instagram as well imdb has a page dedicated to this already too with some information out there um before i let you go because you're so well versed in sports nutrition and supplements best supplement in the history of supplements in your opinion that you've taken whether it exists today or whether it's gone. You want me to be super honest? Yeah. If we're just looking at the facts, it was the Italian version of the crash weight gain drink. Okay. But that's because I was 12 years old and I was training like crazy and I couldn't eat enough food to put on, you know, any any kind of fat, let alone muscle. So just taking that drink three, four times a day, I just grew like a weed. Sure. I mean, at 17, I went Teenage Mr. Italy, and that was like 110 pounds at 12 or 13. I was super, super skinny. My, my, my parents would take me to the doctor saying there's something wrong with this kid. We can see his, his ribs on, the back, on his back. It's just He's just too skinny. And I said, the kid's healthy. He's just skinny. There's nothing wrong with him. You know? So I just wanted to build muscle. And taking that, that was all I was taking, and I grew. Now, was it just the crash weight gain drink? <laughs> I don't know, but that gave me a lot of results. After that, um, I would have to say maybe phosphogen. Okay. And all it was was creatine. I'm not sure if there was any um, any kind of carbohydrate in it at all. I think it was – there might have been dextrose at the time. Or sure, some kind of which would probably would be, yeah. Maybe it was dextrose or some kind of glucose. But, yeah, the phosphogen really worked. And, again, it's the creatine because, you know, creatine just, just works. Mm. So. Um, so initially it was a crash weekend drink, you know, I have to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't suggest that to almost anybody today, right, right, right. really underweight. If you are underweight, that's the best thing. Sure. You can't have six, 10 meals all the time. You'll, no, you, you just can't, it's not sustainable. You right. might as well take that, you know, three of those shakes. You get those extra two, 3000 calories that you might need just to put mm. on weight. 
Um, but I'd say the phosphagen back in the day really, I, I really noticed a big increase in strength and gains. Yeah. And I guess the, the last question I want to ask you is because we asked this to our Facebook followers and stuff like what supplement if it you know wasn't taken off the shelf or whatever, which one do you miss the most? And we always get Jack 3D from USP Labs, which a lot of people will say that that individual SKU itself basically created the pre-workout category. Now, no exploding stuff would existed too, but I think looking back at my time when I first got into sports nutrition, like that was the pre-workout that people loved, whether or not you agree with what was in it. But have you, do you recall a certain supplement, a certain product that essentially created the entire category or made a lot of noise, something like how Jack, how that made a ton of noise with the pre-workout category? Well, NO Explode really made the, the, the pre-workout category. Ultimate Orange came out, but it wasn't even called a pre-workout. And it was very cult-like. Mm -hmm. um, but then when, when NO Explode came out, people didn't know what pre-workouts were. Sure. And BSN really educated everybody on the pre-workout. They told everybody, it's not protein, it's not creatine, it's not a carb. It's a trigger. Something happens, and that's what it was. Jack, Jack or Jack 3D was the answer to NO Explode. NO Explode was a huge tub of stuff. Right. And their first marketing was, you don't need to take this full tub of maltodextrin and everything else. You can just take this microdose. So Jack 3D was the answer to the big scooped NO Explode type products. Sure, so I don't know if Jack 3D made the, um, the, the pre-workout category. It was the number one selling sports supplement in the world at one time. Right. And think of that. Hold on, think of that. And there was no magazine advertising that's that came nuts. years later. And the magazine ads were crap. <laughs> it was just like, that's not even an ad. That's just like an article. So they were able to just create this, this cult of people that absolutely loved Jack. But, you know, between me and you, it was just a stimulant. Oh, yeah. It had really no effect. <laughs> that's, I mean, it I was, it was probably counterintuitive than what you actually wanted. What's that? I said it was probably counterintuitive to what, what you actually wanted. It was constricting blood flow. It probably wasn't the best thing in the world to take you, but you got exactly. that stim feeling, so you just assumed that it was that it was working for you. Well, that's why you know kids going to raids were taking Jack. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't you know, and you could talk to. I talked to so many pros. They're like, no, that just makes me too jittery. I can't have a good workout when I'm jittery. Yeah. You know, I want to get energy, but the energy comes from having enough water in you, and that's how you get your pump, and having enough carbs. When you're low on, on carbs and water, you're not going to get a pump. It's, it's very difficult. So, you know, the people who really knew supplements knew that it was just a stimulant. And that's okay. If you just needed to wake up and, you know, I don't want to go to the gym. If that gets you to the gym, that, that's fine. You know, if it gets you to the gym, you have a good workout, that, that, that's cool. But it didn't really have an effect on, on, on your musculature. The yeah. contraction wasn't, you know, any better. I, it was just, it was a stimulant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a good. St I didn't really like it that much. I just felt a lot very jittery. Very. Um, but I know a lot of people loved it. They just yeah. apparently, they were, if it was the number one selling pre workout in the world or supplement in the world, plenty of people with no advertising. Yeah, with no, no advertising. With plenty no of people loved it. It was just word of mouth. I That's mean, we're talking forums. That was the advertising. Yeah. You know, you go on 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 the different forums and people talking about it. Uh, so that's yeah. From a marketing point of view, that that was brilliant. You know. Yeah, a lot of people use that. A lot of people use their Oxy Elite too. So um, if people want to know what's going on with the movie, they can follow you guys on Instagram. It's at Subs Movie. You're at Alex Ardenti. You have your own personal website as well. I think it's alexardentifilms.com, right? Is that the No, email? just alexardenti.com. alexardenti.com. IMDb has stuff on it too. We're shooting for summer release. 
Super yep. excited about it. Um, I'm super excited for you to showcase like your talents for the world because I've seen some of your talents just on some of the different streaming sites, and it's phenomenal. And here's an opportunity where all of us sup junkies are going to be able to, to learn the history, plus people who like appreciate the evolution of an industry, I think, too. It's not just for people who, like you mentioned, are bodybuilders or meatheads. Like, these are educational stories that we can learn from in terms of commerce in this country of a, of a niche category that blew up to this massive billion-dollar yeah. industry. You know, and every industry has its own clowns. You know, we've had a couple of clowns throughout oh, yeah. the years. <laughs> we, we know oh, yeah. that. And we always you will. Know, we're, we're not perfect, but for the most part, we're people who like being in the gym and eating healthy and exercising and taking our supplements. So just let us do what we want to do. And if you want to come in and join us and have a good time, we're here. You know, we're not a bunch of idiots. And, uh, you know, we just we, we chose that lifestyle for whatever reason. Yeah, and um, it's. I think it's about time someone explained that to the world because they still don't get it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know. I often walk into a, a meeting in Hollywood and they're asking me, "Okay, so what should I do for arms?" I'm like, "I'm here to pitch my movie." Okay? Yeah. <laughs> this product. Well, because they you know, see I, they I, see the guns I, that you're I, showing when you like, walk into a room. The lower ads, they, they just don't come out. So how do I get that? You know. Yeah, so I say, see, you are interested in that. Yes. You know? Exactly. Well, we're looking forward to it. We'll post the links at fitnessinformant.com on the YouTube channel everywhere so you guys and girls listening to this can follow well, along Maybe you should Alex. be one of the episodes of the series, too. I mean, you're pretty knowledgeable. You know, you have... I mean, I got, a face, I got a face for radio. I'm not sure if I have a face for camera. We'll have to see. But I would definitely love to. I would love to be on the on the series. I think that I would have something to add to it. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked to see this. It's going to be so awesome to see the evolution of the industry that I love and the industry that allows me to make a living. Like, I mean, that's so many people are able to make a living from this industry and provide for their families. I'm one of them, and I'm thankful. And I'm thankful for you to be able to tell the story for all of us to watch it this summer. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. I learned a lot. I'm looking forward to actually being on one of these episodes of Subs the Series. It's going to be really cool. Um, you know, for me, it's humbling because Alex looks at me and looks at this platform and, and realizes the good that we're doing for the space. And he wants to capture that for his documentary series that's going to follow up the featured film here this summer. So uh, I'm going to be flying out to Los Angeles. I'll be meeting with, with Alex and the team and uh, shooting some footage for that series. We're not necessarily sure what topic yet we're going to talk about, um, but we're going to figure that out. He also has some other projects, too, in which it sounds like I might be incorporated with. So very cool, very good stuff. We're going to have some people actually on this podcast that Alex actually interviewed coming up over the next several weeks as well. But next week, we're going to have WWE superstar Arya Davari. He's in the 205 Live crew. He's one of the cruiserweights. As we go, uh, for wrestling fans out there, as we lead up to the road to WrestleMania here this year in New York City, uh, Arya is a good friend of mine. I was able to go up to his home, and we sat. We just shot the shit for a good old 45 minutes talking about his life, how it's changed since the days him and I were selling out gyms and armories and, and volleyball sand courts and things like that to, to now selling out stadiums of 65, 70,000 people in Saudi Arabia and obviously WrestleMania uh, at MetLife coming up here in uh, April. So Ari Navarro, WWE Superstar, comes up next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Do us a favor, rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcast platforms. It helps out the algorithm. Tell a friend. That's how we're going to grow this podcast. I think it's a great podcast. I'm biased, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things from people. We have great guests. Obviously, we've had people like Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Chris Gethin, Branch Warren, Ashley Horner, uh, Alex Ardenti. Uh, we also have Adam Besick coming up, too. He's a, uh, a, a brilliant 
a brilliant coach, a brilliant physical fitness instructor. Um, we're going to have Matt Jansen come up too, who a lot of you guys knew who Matt Jansen is, an IFFB pro. Uh, very smart when it comes to coaching. Uh, Dr. Jeff from All-American EFX, he's going to be on the show. Uh, just a plethora of smart people coming up here over the next several weeks. Reminder, this is a weekly podcast now, so uh, just set up that subscribe button so that way it goes automatically to your to your iPhone, iPad, Android, whatever you're listening to these podcasts. I definitely appreciate the sports. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, until next week, hang loose, be informed, live fit, 